From Encounters with Enoch Coffin by W. H. Pugmire. The building was certainly innocuous in appearance, with its clean, cream colored wood and small paned windows, its balconies and widow's walk. It looked a perfectly peaceful habitation from the outside, and it wasn't until one walked into the house that its sinister aspects became discernible. One passed the threshold and walked into a dark domain a place that breathed of the past with its antique furnishings, its old oak paneling, its dead silence. This is Gothic. Wake up, little Sharon, wake up. Wake up, little Sharon, wake up. I'm going to start <laughs> snoring halfway through the episode. Sharon has returned to us from Welcome beyond. Welcome back, Sharon. Hello. From beyond the, uh, what do you call it when you're asleep? The veil of dreams. Be- beyond the veil sounds like I've died. The ve- <laughs> On a slightly related note, Neil Gaiman's Sandman series is... Um, in production, a live-action version. Yes. Sandman. I want to check that out. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember who's producing it, but I... Actually, I don't think he is involved with this one. He was involved with American Gods, and he was involved with Good Omens, but I don't know if he's, he's uh, He is getting in the on this. daily production notes, so... <laughs> <laughs> so they're reporting back to him, but... <laughs> I yeah, I don't know how much... I assume, actually, that he's pretty involved in it, because it's Sandman. Involved light. I mean, I hope so. Involved light. <laughs> he always talks about how busy he is on Tumblr, so... <laughs> That's where I follow him, too. Although he has a... How old is his son now? Three? He has a young child, so that's part of it, probably. Remember, follow us on Tumblr and Twitter and Facebook. And Instagram. I keep meaning to post things on Tumblr. Yeah, we had this Facebook. conversation last week when you were sleeping. Follow us. Follow us. Wherever we choose to be exploited Whichever by social media. Whichever tube it is that you use, there's all, all kinds of tubes. <laughs> all kinds of tubes. We got cardboard tubes. We got, <laughs> uh, I almost just said linoleum. We got linoleum tubes. I meant, <laughs> I meant PVC. We got PVC tubes. <laughs> we got fallopian <laughs> tubes. I, you know, I, <laughs> when, I, when I was uh, traveling last time, I wound up in that country. I do believe there's a bunch of fallopians around. <laughs> <laughs> Them are little short ones, right? Is that where phyllo dough comes from? Uh, probably. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> phyllo, it sounds like somebody mispronouncing a dog's name. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, that, that wraps us we up. We can't for... make anything better than that. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> I've worked with a lot of rednecks over the years, so I picked up an... Uh, Whatever reason, the dumb things they say stick in my head. I think instead of having whatever you have planned for season three, we should have um, rednecks. I prefer the other suggestion, uh, and we need a Julia Child. Oh, yeah, I was going to do Julia Child. I forgot about mm, that. Yeah. Yep. Hello! <laughs> oh, dear. Small potatoes of similar size. All right, everybody. Last time on the Gothic Podcast, uh, we left three of our characters, uh, Jason... Younger Carl and Skeen at the bottom of an elevator shaft in the heart of Fog Mountain. While our other characters, mostly due to Sharon having slept through our recording session, (laughs) uh, went off to uh, look for a a book described to them by Younger Carl uh, that can be hopefully found in the library of Kane Manor. And so. I would like, I think, to pick up this time. I know we left our uh, intrepid Fog Mountain adventurers in a bit of a dire strait. Yeah, he makes it sound like you guys died, so I hope that's not what happened. (laughs) But I I think we should go with our only remaining characters that are living. (laughs) No, no. What happens when you murder everybody? But Allison and Gigi... Uh, headed back to uh, the house uh, there on the coast of Elk Island, 
there by its lighthouse. And Gigi, uh, you and Allison are now pulling up the driveway of the Kane Manor. So do you suppose it's in the big library or the small library? Uh, um, was there a small library? Did we go? Were there three libraries? I thought. I mean, well, maybe we, I'm thinking of um, maybe I'm thinking of the study that had books in it. I'm I'm not sure. Is there a study? I just uh, remember a really <laughs> I large. I can't remember all desk. of the rooms. I'm sure there's a study. There's a house this size. Right, but I I think you might be remembering the contemporary now study Allison, at the house. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making up rooms, Patrick, in this house. <laughs> it's the Winchester house. I'm allowed to do that. <laughs> um all right. Well I don't I don't know. I mean, I guess we just go in and see what library we find and search there. Oh, that's true. He was pretty descriptive about it. I suppose if he had meant a study or a smaller uh book encrusted chamber, he would have said whatever the name of that room is. Um, so it's probably the main library. Probably, but were you a little freaked out by the story about the cat coming back to life? You know, I think on another day I might have been. But we're following mysteries here that I think the average person can only dream about. And um, do my, I'm actually rather excited. This might be strange, but uh, we're, we're on one of those, you know, adventures that we always talked about. It's like we're in a book. We're in a story, but like, like, like a book in the library. <laughs> Strange, isn't it? Anyway, let's go inside. You never know. We might find a wardrobe. Okay. Uh, and she goes up to the door and pulls out her giant ring of cold iron keys and starts to put it in the lock and then decides to check the door instead. And it just swings open. And she looks oh. at it for a moment and goes, I'm pretty sure I locked it. I hope you did. I don't actually recall. It's been a few days. Hmm. I don't... Okay. And she steps inside. All right. I will follow her. So, hmm, how should we do this? Uh, should we split up? I I mean, we're, we're going to the same place. Once we're inside the library, we can split up. Perhaps start on either end and work towards the middle. Well, no, I mean, to find the library. Oh, wasn't it on the, uh, on the, uh, on the first floor, but it had the... I thought it was on the second floor, but we had to take some stairs down to it. Well, there were stairs. Were there not stairs in the library? Because I remember a vaulted ceiling and one of those ladders that rolls. Well, yeah, the yeah, yeah, the the uh, the ceiling was definitely um, arching. Tall. Yeah. Well, let's let's follow. Let's just follow our instincts. Let's just go wherever our feet may take us. All right. Upstairs. Those memories might be in there somewhere. And she goes through the main uh, living room area and down that kind of wide hallway that uh, part of it turns into stairs that go up. And uh, she leads you upstairs. And so uh, speaking of uh, not having split up, uh, you technically did last time. You guys split the party, sending Jason and... Carl and Skeen off in one direction, and Gigi and Allison off in another. So I gave everybody survival points for that. Um, so oh, if you cool. haven't written that down, I think everybody else got it, but you may not have, Sharon. Well, you can't go over five, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure you can. Oh, really? I thought I you think could. you can. Can't you? I didn't think there was a rule against going over five. Uh, we can look really quick. I just, I don't know. I thought there was. Yeah, yeah. You with your rules. So in my cheat sheet that I made, I wrote five max under survival points, but that's not official rules. That's yeah, I'm trying to I look took. through the official rules right now. Yeah, I don't see it, but that doesn't mean it's not in there somewhere. I'm not overly concerned about that at the moment. So if you are going over five, don't worry. I will, I will take them from <laughs> you in some way. All right. Uh, six it is. Zombie cats here. What you're telling me is that you can handle a lot of survival point losses today. No, actually, it's uh, two. I'm at two survival points. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, also, I had you drinking a lot, uh, Gigi, yeah, in the last episode. That's accurate. Which would have given you a survival point, except I took one away from you for um, uh, Gigi's drinking player so having slept uh, through the uh, episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> All right. So you go upstairs and you're wandering around some. 
This is a very complicated house. And so, speaking of which, I believe in order to find the library, you're going to need to spend a survival point. Oh, I can't just roll for it? Um, hmm. Yeah, okay. I will let you roll <laughs> to find the library. Uh, that Identify? would probably... Yeah, you are... No, you're trying to find it. You're pursuing the library, so... Okay. Pursuit Works tip. for me. Uh, <laughs> it's running away from you. You've got to try to catch it. It's run- I'm pursuing the library. Well, in this house, who knows? Well, it's a six, so the library eludes me. Is your library running? <laughs> you should catch it. <laughs> Allison, I'm pretty sure the library is running from us. I I don't know. I I thought it was here. I could have sworn, but you thought it was on the first floor. Maybe we should just go down to the first floor and look. Uh, may- maybe so. Going downstairs sounds nice. Having failed at your attempt to find the library, it's going to cost you a survival point to uh, locate <laughs> this. All right, sure. <laughs> I do it. All right. Yeah, you you actually come to a um, a short flight of steps up and then to a hallway, and then there is a door, and it says uh, books on it, on a plaque. (laughs) Allison, look. Do you think there's books inside? Mm, I bet so, but oh, look, (laughs) right there beyond it, I told you, and um, she points to stairs that go um, up just past the uh, library. We came down those stairs, and because I saw these other stairs, I thought we were still on the second floor. Maybe you should look into remodeling. <laughs> Let's go in. <laughs> All right. You open the door, and um, inside is a whirl of um, black, smoky uh, effervescence. Um, and in the heart <laughs> of all of that is uh, the figure of William Kitteridge holding the apparently unconscious form. Of Candace Kane. Wait. Oh. Uh. Well. Uh. <laughs> I was gonna go. Oh no. But I don't really know if I care about her that much. Uh. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right. And now we're going to cut away from that scene, and we're going to go back what up the to hell? Fog Mountain. <laughs> I'm so confused. Into the depths of Fog Mountain. <laughs> I know. I'm really confused. Also, and I'm like kind of worried, but also it's like, oh, it's just Candace. But it's also Kitteridge. <laughs> I'm worried for Allison. I know, yeah, no, he's bad, and I don't like him, but I'm just like, let's back out of the library and leave immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you may have a chance to do that shortly. However, (laughs) back up with younger Carl and Jason and Skeen and older Carl. As older Carl, eyes blazing with some sort of internal light. Mouth open, agape, that similar light burning inside of him, glowing outward. As he comes toward you, almost levitating, toes of his feet, uh, bare feet dragging across the uh, cold stone of this cave. And, younger Carl, this figure, it isn't, it isn't your brother, Lazarus. Uh, this figure, you somehow have an almost innate recognition of. So I says to myself, self. <laughs> Why are you floating towards me threateningly? Um, he's, he's beside himself, guys. If, if, can you actually kill me? Because if you kill me, don't you kill you too? I don't, how does this work? Most ingenious. Carl, what's going on? Not, not you, younger Carl. Uh, uh, I gotta say, um, Jason, that uh, the figure you know, as it comes toward you is is more in the nature of horrifying um, Japanese horror movie uh, figure floating toward you than, oh, let's have a conversation kind of figure <laughs> Got you. floating toward Got you. you. Um. <laughs> Hands are extended, fingernails are long, and in the claw formation. Excellent. I love it. Okay, uh, quick... Of course, going to, like, eyes going wide, just looking around, just taking a glance to the left and the right and the surrounding area to kind of see what's really happening in this room and the best way to grab Carl and get the F out of Dodge. Go ahead and roll me, Jason, a an identify check. 
if you have any like cave slash mine knowledge uh, or specializations <laughs> along that line, then then you can argue for for using those. But I didn't otherwise, I'm like a I cannot. But can I actually go more towards escape and looking for routes of exit? Um, sure. If that's what you're looking for, I thought you were looking around to see what the what the story was to see what. If there were other threats or... That too, but I'm also like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll roll identify, but I'm also like trying to keep a close eye on where are my exit points, basically. Uh, what's my way out? Best way out. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So many things we could be using the Monster of the Week rules for. Right? But I'll roll the identify for this one because I am kind of like trying to assess the situation. Which wasn't that great. That's a total of 12. Okay, did you want to spend a survival point to re-roll that? You're just looking for that 15 that uh, is the standard success. Dang, I'm already at three. <laughs> um, okay, I'll spend to re-roll. Oh, look at that. That moves the tension tracker up to 10. Dang it. Oh, dear. But it doesn't move the tension points because I spent a survival point. Yeah, it, it moved both of them. I moved both of them. Okay, that was better. Um, unfortunately, it's a 13 plus my three identify, which is a 16. But you did get a 13. But I did get a 13. <laughs> okay. Here's what happens. Here's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> you see, Jason, several other ways out of this uh, particular cavern. A couple of them appear to be natural tunnels, but a couple of them appear to be carved, and like mine shafts almost, except that there doesn't appear to be any signs of mining having gone on here. But one of the walls of this cavern, this cave, which is about 30 feet across, is of some material that you, you can see, even though you don't really know that much necessarily about the underground world. But you can see it is uh, made of something other than what everything else here is made of. It's a wide strip that extends out from the wall a bit over to the right and is smooth and regular and completely unlike the rest of the cave. And although the um, limestone seems to have formed around it in places, a lot of that has also been chipped off. It looks like. Even as you notice that and you see the other ways out, those other tunnels, you also, of course, realize that the elevator is right behind you still. Uh, you have just come out of it. But you, you no longer have a dead person's head to um, scan the... Oh, because I dropped <laughs> it off to the side before we got in the elevator. God damn it. What? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Sharon. <laughs> Just walking around with a dead person's head? All right, guys. We had to use it to okay. get in the elevator. It just appeared magically out of nowhere, No, there was dead nowhere, people everywhere. <laughs> um, okay, is there, like, a well-worn path towards one of these tunnels that looks like it's more frequented that could probably answer more questions? Not that you see in the brief moments that you are looking around before... Older Carl wraps his fingers around younger Carl's neck. Well, shit. And so, let's see. Um, younger Carl, would you be so kind as to roll for me? I guess you can choose protect or escape, or assault, for that matter. But you are being assaulted, so how do you choose to react to that? The cold fingers... Probably not cold dead fingers, but perhaps just because bad circulation of <laughs> an older version of you are now around your neck. Yeah, younger Carl's sitting here really thinking, so, like, if he kills me, do I kill him and, and back, or can I kill him? Uh, how does it, you know, if I, you know what, maybe I just better play it safe. And, uh, oh, he's getting really close. Uh, I'm going to try to sweep his leg. Looks like old me is... Uh, Maybe a little unstable. I'm going to see if I can't just knock him down. Well, he is sort of uh, levitating. Oh, and then there's that. Uh, so, like, levitating, just moving forward? Yeah, it's, um, it's like he's been picked up on strings 
and is just being pulled across the floor toward you. Don't like it's that. It's the skeletons in Castle Kane all over again. It's very Nightmare <laughs> on Elm Street, um, you know, Freddy puppeting some dreamer. Elongated fingers, creepy older Carl. Completely not influenced by the fact that that Kirsten and I uh, just finished watching um, all of the Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that, that's an impressive I, uh... amount of Nightmare on Elm Street. That's well, before lot, that, yeah. we finished watching all of the uh, Friday the 13th. If you haven't seen uh, Last Shift yet, there's a great scene in there with a body being puppeted like that. Uh, you know what? I'm going to try to just get out of the way. I, I'm going to run around the room like a, a crazed maniac and see if I can't be somewhere else. All right. Roll escape. This Ooh, is hey, a risky you're... check, by the way. So. I rolled well. That's a good time to do that. Uh, that's a 20. No, oh, 20. Wow is going to be good enough. You wrench y- uh, your body away from the fingers and go skittering across the room, falling at one point to hands and knees, but then scrabbling forward and gaining your feet again and just um, running away from this figure. Are you just going to run around the room or are you going to head out one of those tunnels? Oh. Yeah, I think I'm going to go for one of the uh, weird tunnels, for lack of a better phrase. All right. So there you go, Jason. Uh, uh, (laughs) Whether or not there's one of the tunnels that has more evidence of passage. There goes young Carl. Okay. Skeen, meanwhile, is all like, Carl, what are you doing? Carl? No. (laughs) Oh, good Lord. What's going on? Carl. Does it it follow me or does it stay in the room? The... Um, figure of older Carl uh, turns toward you, Jason being the closest, and says, The more blood of Cain spilled here, the better, and then we shall have full reign. And it comes toward you, Jason. Totally just going to look back at Skeen and be like, we need to get out of here and going for escape as well, trying to follow Carl as best we can. Okay, well, so, yeah, try to escape. That's a roll. It'll be on you to roll. Your goal is much higher than an, uh, than a 15. Oh, yeah, I got a 15. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so would you like to spend a survival point to reroll um, that? Or? This is a risky check, oh, by the way. it's risky even. So but I only have two survival oh, no. points. So I'm losing one no. either way. Oh, you did You did cost me one. Awesome. No? Uh, I'm sorry, you didn't, but um, younger Carl. Okay. Did. Collectively. Actually, this is up higher. So our tension level is, is uh, pretty high at the moment because there are... Oh, good grief. There are... Uh, that means he can start using it on assault. Um, no. I will do my best in grabbing Skeen and shoving them in front of me as my, uh, if I can, to use my survival point to just really get us going, and then I will So re-roll. what you're saying to me is that you are using Skeen as a human shield to protect <laughs> yourself. That's No, I'm keeping myself well. in between Skeen and uh, Creepy Carl. Just trying to get Skeen a, okay. a running start, basically, is what you're trying to do. Yeah. Still gonna spend the survival point and re-roll that escape. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> 20. Yes. So you push Skeen toward where younger Carl went, and they scramble that way, slipping once, going down to their knee, and uh, yelping in pain, uh, but getting right back up and, and running more. And you feel older Carl's hands on your on your back, pulling at your new jacket, and you feel it, or you hear it oh, rip, and you know that had you not had that new jacket, that that would have been your skin that uh, that would be tearing instead. <sighs> and and then you're running, but right behind you is still coming that gliding figure, glowing from eyes and mouth of older Carl as you plunge down the tunnels back in Kane Manor. Damn it, Gigi. And Allison have just opened the door into uh, the Kane Manor library where black 
fogs, royal, but in the center of it is William Kitteridge, his suit, his very distinctive slicked back hair, and he is somehow there, but also made up of the smoke. But he's very solid seeming, but he's he's like, it's all, the, the smoke stuff is like all roiling around him, and he is hovering there. Not standing on the floor of the library, but rather um, several feet above it as the smoke licks like flames at the books all around. What do you do? I think my initial instinct is to do the um, the thing that you do if you have something in your like passenger seat when you're driving and you have to brake really suddenly. Just like fling my arm out across Allison's front and just like freeze where I am in the doorway. And um, mostly I want to see if we can back away without being noticed, I think, at this point. He seems to be staring right at you. And also, Allison says, did you just shortstop with me? (laughs) (sighs) Yes. Hello, William. Hello, children of Cain. Nice um, accoutrements you got there. So many worlds and thoughts have opened up to me. And now... I will become even stronger as I take more of the children of Cain into me. And he tosses Candace Cain aside, seems almost casually, but her body just flies across the room and just smashes into a a, a bookshelf and books fly off of it, um, rain down on her as her body, very, very unconscious, or possibly dead, crumples into a ball against the the bookshelf and the floor. And then Kitteridge is just flying toward you, and you see uh, now that, that he's doing so, that his body is barely being held together by, by his will, perhaps, but that there are other things roiling inside of it. You see his uh, Doberman's trying to claw their way out from within William Kitteridge's body. They, they come partway out, just made of smoke, and become more and more corporeal as they do so, almost becoming real dogs as they, as they try to uh, pull their way out of um, William Kitteridge's amorphous form. You also see there Kit Kitteridge, um, his hand comes out in his head as he tries to pull himself out of um, his brother's body. You, you just see his mouth open in a soundless scream. Uh, so that's terrible, and I hate that. Um, I'm going to uh, <laughs> uh, shove Allison behind me and be like, yes, it's a library. It's great, isn't it? Reading Rainbow, go! <laughs> and just like start <laughs> running down the hallway. <laughs> All right. Um, roll an escape against William's... Assault. This is a risky check. Oh, no. I'm rolling escape. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Math is hard, guys. It's so difficult. I'm going to spend a survival point and re-roll it. Because I rolled a uh, thing that I know. Eleven. Not the musical episode. Listen, that's how I think... That's better. It is a uh, um, 15 this time. I fear that I need not use any tension points even because you did not roll high enough. No. And you turn and you push Allison and um, you say all of that stuff and you start running down (laughs) the hallway, kind of like just pushing the door closed behind you. But the door bursts open and a tendril of shadowy smoke lashes out and wraps around Allison and drags her back <gasps> into the library. Oh, and she's awesome. screaming all the way. Ah! Can I grab her as she goes by and, like, one foot either side of the door, like, stop her from going inside the library? Oh, that will have cost you a survival point, by the way. To, to what? To re-roll? No, no, to... Um, well, your re-roll did, but also... Because you failed and it was a risky check. Oh, right. Okay. Protect is what you are going... Well, it's what you would roll, except that you just rolled. So 
I am going to be rolling my assault, and that is going to be against your passive protect. Can you use your specialization? Is there a way that I could finagle my boxing specialization in here? Like I've, uh... <laughs> God, I should have picked mixed martial arts. Fly like a butterfly, <laughs> sting like a bee. 27 is my That's roll. That's a d20. You just rolled a d20. Oh, I did. I did just roll a d20. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I rolled a it's 27, Dagna, but I'm keeping it. <laughs> All right. That's a 24. Not much different. Yeah, no, that's... The door slams, and Allison is on the other side from you. Well, that's unacceptable. I open the door, and... <laughs> it is being held closed with supernatural force, so you are going to have to break it open. Uh, you are trying to uh, pursue this enemy and Allison. Okay. And so, pursue away, unless you want to use your boxing on the door. <laughs> Can I use my boxing on the door? Was it kickboxing? <laughs> Yeah, can I kick it? <laughs> <laughs> I can see Gigi doing kickboxing, so yes, yeah, sure, you can use your um, Woo. your boxing. Ooh, 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 okay. It's uh, 24. Because Gigi, you know, she got like second place in the regional boxing kickboxing championship. <laughs> yeah. now they call it the Gigional kickboxing championship. What? <laughs> Gigional. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you, the door's being held shut supernaturally with supernatural strength, but you, like, just go back as far as you can against the other, other wall and then just charge across and smash your leg through the door and the door just break, cracks in half and the the tentacle of shadowy smoke holding it shut. Can't do much against that as the door just shatters around. And now you see um, Allison being held up uh, like uh, Candace Kane was, but held up above William Kitteridge, and William Kitteridge's mouth is opening huge and wide. The, the tentacles of smoke are holding Allison in such a way that they're about to lower her headfirst into Kitteridge's maw. Back up on Fog Mountain. Patrick! <laughs> why you gotta mess with my emotions <laughs> like that? Fog oh. Mountain! Okay. Da, 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 da. I'm ready. <laughs> kind of. Uh, you guys are running down a hallway, stumbling, of course. Jason, one of your shoes comes off. And uh, goes uh, goes flickering along behind you, and you're running in the dark. The only light here is uh, from it, the. Sorry, it's flickering. Is it one of those shoes that lights up when you stop? <laughs> because I love that mental image. I have to come up with adjectives on the fly here. <laughs> <laughs> and just, adverbs. Jason just has. Jason just has. No, no light up shoes, no Heelys for Jason. <laughs> Skittering. Skittering oh, off. Kitteridge? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not kitteridging off. Skitters <laughs> off. Thank heaven. Focus, people, focus. Oh, this is what happens when you make me too nervous. <laughs> no light at all? Uh, except that glowing from within older Carl. Is is older is creepy Carl? I'm sorry, but he's not older Carl. He's creepy Carl. Is creepy Carl gaining on us? <laughs> well, I guess you're gonna have to roll an escape to find out. <laughs> However, I'm going to let uh, Carl roll this one because younger Carl is leading, and and also he hasn't got to roll for a little bit. So younger Carl, lead away is. All right. Is this escape going to happen? Um. So, like, I'm a little way down, ways down the tunnel now. Mm -hmm. is, is there anything stand out, or is this just still a weird tunnel? Uh, you went down um one of the ones that seems like it is it is made by human hands. It has been carved out rather than a natural uh, formation. It is uh, narrow and kind of low, but. Not so low that you're, like, bashing your head every few minutes, but it, it looks like it was built for expedience and not for comfort. And it is sloping downward as you go, but it is, uh, there's a few 
tunnels off of it, but as you glance down them as you're running, you see they don't go very far. Interesting. Uh, young Carl's working under the assumption that this thing wanted us here. Like there's something about this location that matters. So maybe if he can find it, some of this will make sense. So he's just going to attempt to speed up. Okay. So here comes that escape check. We're going to roll really well. I know it. I can feel it. Um, well, it's not terrible, but it's not great. Uh, what does that work out to be? That is a 15. Let me see here. 15. Yeah, that would actually probably work, except I'm going to spend some tension points on it to make it not work. I knew you would do something like that. <laughs> He's got enough of them. Yep. I'm going to bring it down to, yeah, I'm going to spend one to uh, bring it down to a 14. You, of course, um, can re-roll if you so desire. Hmm. I'm getting off a low on survival points here, so. I know the feeling, Carl. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, as young Carl tried to speed up, it, it, it made it worse, not better. He thought he could make a little more time going down this fairly, uh, you know, normalish tunnel. It, it, you know, it wasn't, uh, since it wasn't uh, a natural tunnel, it seemed to have a, a good surface to it. Uh, but then as he sped up, found out that really wasn't the case. And what he should have done is tried for something more consistent. Because, yeah, he just keeps slipping and uh, not able to catch his footing. And unfortunately, uh, young Carl does not go faster. Not only that, but that weird, eerie light from behind, Jason, is no longer behind. It's now in front. Oh! And as younger Carl stumbles, creepy Carl is right there in front of him. And creepy Carl, like, just leaps on younger Carl. And all you see is this great bright light. But there's something else going on here too, younger Carl. There is a presence. You you feel a weight in your mind as this thing that is on you, which is and isn't an older version of you, seems to somehow want to try to control you, overwhelm you, and you in that moment feel another presence there, yourself. And it is it is a wiser, maybe, a little bit, <laughs> wiser, uh, more knowledgeable for sure, much older self of you. And that presence, you hear it say in your head, let me, and we can fight her off. Just said, let me? Yes. And it, it sounded like it struggled, like it was... Uh, being for like it was forcing itself against it was a really droll tone it was it wasn't like that it was like let me and <laughs> we can beat her i can't even do i can't do your voice <laughs> well, let me and he can beat her totally just like that i had a little extra draw in there that time i don't know why but <laughs> um so you described it as kind of almost an assaulting presence there that's a separate one from this, and it's fairly distinctive. Right. I'm going to see if I, if I feel like I, this mental assault, as you described it, I'm going to see if I can give in to the one that seems older and wiser. Okay. The thing is that this is going to cost you a survival point, uh, but if you spend it, then magical things might happen. Yeah, this seems like the right time. I'll spend that survival point. I assume you mean young Carl. Yes. Yep. Older Carl is well out of survival points. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> okay. As you do so, you feel all the years and knowledge of older Carl rush into you. All the memories, all the hopes, the dreams, the experiences, uh, the memories that you had, all of it is coming together and at the same time, they're toward the end of, of this memory dump, this self-dump into um, younger Carl. You know what happened. You know why you're here, how you got here, because older Carl realizes why you got here. And what he realizes is that when your brother, Lazarus, used whatever power he used to contact you, at various points in your history to try to warn you 
or whatever it was that Lazarus was trying to do, he somehow pulled on the strange powers, the strange magics that are roiling around on this island, and you are actually a creation much like the thing that possessed him, except now that he is flowing inside of you, you are becoming something different. You're becoming Carl. Not younger, not older, just Carl Kane. Welcome Carl back, Kane. Carl. Welcome back, <laughs> welcome <laughs> back. United States Army. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just realized what you said, Jesse. So I'm going to say that uh, Carl has processed this and it makes a lot more sense than it does to uh, the uh, idiot on the microphone playing Carl. <laughs> uh, who, who is processing all of that for a moment uh as that as that consciousness transfers over to a degree because it tells him some things but it doesn't tell him everything that he needs to know but uh he's going to take the opportunity to see if he can't kind of um push her back okay right? We did use, that was the right pronoun. Do you, I think you used that, or am I making yes, that I up? Yes, I did, yeah. Okay. That's how um, older Carl uh, had perceived the, the entity because of, because right. of came, the... Came in as the dead wife. Right, yeah. As the Carls come together and become a singular Carl, Carl singular. <laughs> Episode title, a singular Carl. Carl the singularity. <laughs> it's the... It's the band playing at the Bad Fish this weekend. Nice. <laughs> a singular Carl. A singular Carl. It's just one dude. The being that is possessing the body of, the 90-year-old body of older Carl, just screeches, and there's this horrible sound that just echoes through this mine shaft or whatever it is. Go ahead, Jason, and give me an escape or protect because you are trying to protect yourself or escape from this terrible sound, this pulse of energy that is about to emanate outward. Okay, so I kind of imagine it as, like, Jason trudging down the hallway towards Carl. The light was following, um, but now it's ahead, and I can see Carl, like a silhouette of young Carl, as... Both the light and the young Carl seem to coalesce and like slow motion, just something happens and there's a vibration to the air. And next thing I know, that vibration just turns into like this insane sound that just hurts my ears. Um, and I will uh, cover my ears as best I can and try and protect from that sound is it a protector is it an escape uh, i was gonna let you decide um so the way that you described it uh seems more like a protect to me okay Ooh, that's double eights nice, nice. Oh, i will take my survival yeah. point and well what's your total oh unless i unless i fail um but double eights is a total of uh 21 uh sorry yeah, 21. Yay! You succeed. Yay! <laughs> and because you got doubles <laughs> on your success, you indeed get a survival point. Oh, I was worried. Point. I was at one. Huzzah! I was like, oh, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> your random number generation is superior. And um, I will let you include Skeen in this protective thing, if oh, you wish yeah. to describe um, that as well. So as the sound just emanates through the little hallway cave thing that we are in i'm uh, because skeen is still close i was pretty much right on their tail just grab skeen and and wrap an arm around their head as i'm wrapping my other arm around my head just protecting from the screeching sound that just seems like it's gonna explode everything around us there is a flash of light and then you are all left in darkness back down at the manor house. What do you do, Gigi? Allison is is being gonna looks like gonna be eaten by William Frickin Kitteridge. Yeah. Um. So what I was thinking is that I want to continue the momentum that I had from busting the door in. Um. How? So Allison's like above his head, so she's quite high up in the air. Yes. Sounds like. Yeah. Because what I was thinking was I wanted to to run in and like you know, step up on a chair and run along a tabletop and just, like, launch myself and tackle Allison out of his grip 
basically just like keep going. Okay. And uh, would you like there to be one of those library ladders that slide along the wall? Uh, I don't know how it I could can be use there it. if you have a survival point to spend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what you just described is you could leap on a table, leap on that, which would then roll along the the wall, Slide along. and then you oh, yeah, you leap from work. that onto onto Allison to try to protect her. But it will cost you a survival point. I felt like the momentum of just like flinging myself bodily through the air would have been more effective than the ladder, which is why I thought about that. But uh... well, I'm seeing one of those ladders that rolls really easily along the right, right. the uh, tracks that they have in the. Like in a musical, if it wasn't the musical episode. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a <laughs> horrifying musical where people get swallowed alive by their. And finally, here we are in the musical <laughs> episode of the Gothic <laughs> Podcast. No, wait, it's not. <laughs> I mean, only I just I just don't think I, I I'm not convinced it would help to have a a ladder. I was thinking about running along a tabletop, but. All right, you can go for it. I I would have given you a bit of a bonus, but okay. Are you sure you would Depends have, Depends on what you roll. <laughs> or do you just want me to spend a survival point? I'm a fan of the hunters. No, that's a different game. <laughs> I don't know. Like, are you, are you telling me that it would, it would be advantageous to use this? Because if there is, I will. But I feel like if, there's not an advantage. If you spend a survival point on it, then I will give you um, some advantages to it. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, sure. I'll spend a survival point to have a ladder. I could see there being like the stopping point of the ladder is like right there, and I can just like hit that really hard. I don't know. Uh, what am I rolling? Protect. What stats protect? Okay. Can I continue to use my boxing? <laughs> <laughs> Flying tackle. So for spending the survival point, yes, I will let you use your. Okay. Your your weird um, cage fighting skills <laughs> <laughs> that, that this has turned into. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Okay, okay, all right, all right. Uh, twenty two. All right. right. Yes, that's good. So yeah, you. Well, describe think, it to think me. Think a Jackie um, Chan movie. Go ahead and describe uh, yeah, no, this I'm thing as best Jackie Chan thing that you yeah, can come like up with. Yeah, it's like a Jackie Chan movie. I'm. Sp- Sprinting along, and I catch hold of the ladder and, like, maybe even kick the floor a couple of times to get it going really fast. And, uh, because I know they keep this thing super well oiled and just fly along it. And it does, it ends right there. Maybe there's like a, like a French door into another part of the house. And so the rail ends, and I just like tense up on the ladder with my feet under me. And as it hits the end of the railing, I also push off of it and, uh, dive through the air in slow motion. Chariots of Fire is playing, because that's all what always happens in slow motion. I want to uh, hit Allison, like, and, like, just immediately grab her in my arms and tear her out of the, uh, out of the uh, grasp of these shadowy tentacles. Now stick the landing. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, sure. <laughs> bum, 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 I'll, uh, I'll hit the ground with my shoulder and I'll roll a couple of times. And, uh, actually, wait, can there be a window right behind <laughs> <laughs> I should have said that first. No. There's a window right behind. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll uh, roll safely and then immediately jump up, drag Allison to her feet and run out the opposite end of the library. Okay. Great. Um, you do so, but you almost hear the... <laughs> as that amorphous shadowy shape of Kitteridge comes flowing out of the library and after you and into the terrible, terrible maze that is the Kane house. Good. Up on Fog Mountain. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it it's dark. Carl, you, you may now be you again. I am me. Uh, do you, Richard, have any questions for me? Uh, do you, which set of stats am I using? <laughs> uh, you may use the, actually the best stats of either. Oh. oh. Um, wow. Yeah, I mean, they're actually not super different anyway, but I did flip a few things. What about the specializations? I didn't have any. Oh. I, I went with Carl's kind of an everyman. Okay, your, so your specialization is now jack of all trades because you get the best of jack each of, of your trades. stats. <laughs> okay. 
All right. So there are a couple of other things that I will I will go ahead and tell you. You were one with this being for a while. This thing that thought of itself as the Force, the Wisp Lover, and this Wisp Lover, you know, over the years, maybe centuries, she didn't have a real good concept of time. But you got a lot of, you know, experiences just from being there. Not all of them, but uh, you got some flashes of existence and memory. There's something about the island that created her. That that she's not like a beast or something like that that has come from elsewhere, but but some sort of creation of the island itself. That uh, there is some sort of power here, and that. There are other beings different than her, but all kind of similar as well, that they, they're all connected to the same thing, to the power source of the island. Which they itself. call the Nyx Collective. <laughs> do, do I feel that this creation isn't dissimilar to the way that the island created young Carl to begin with? It's absolutely the same. Okay. Younger Carl was never really younger Carl. Um, Younger Carl was always a creation that was triggered by the magic and machinations of an an already dead Lazarus Kane. Lazarus Kane Um, Sr.? Dude keeps screwing us up. Lazarus Kane, brother of Carl Kane. The one who visited um, Carl in his... Like hospital. Memories. The cat freak. Now that... uh, that Yeah, cat guy. Yeah. Now that uh, Carl Prime... I guess we can call him. <laughs> Super Saiyan Carl. You know, as, as Carl is processing this, just out of curiosity, um, how good did they do on young Carl? I mean, how, how close does he feel it was to what young Carl actually was? There's a lot of blank spots that are that Carl's true memories fill in, but um, it's, it's really pretty close. There's, you know, there's just... There's just a lot of stuff that, um, you know, just little details that wouldn't have been there, um, not because the creation was flawed in any way, but just because it's not really needed. Oh, I love this weird juxtaposition. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm going to take a literal stab in the dark here, or maybe figurative stab in the dark. You, you decide uh, what this is. But as all of this kind of comes together, couple this with the idea that Carl thinks that whatever this is we're close to it and he's just kind of kind of saying to the darkness and as much as he's going to say it out loud he's also going to say it as mentally as possible and he's just going to say brother are you here can you hear me jason you and skeen would hear that as carl says that and it is it is older carl's voice that says it uh, but with a bit of a younger twang to it. <laughs> yeah, I should probably actually kind of like couple that together. Because, you know, older Carl talked a little slower. Carl, it's Jason and Skeen. Can you see us? As I pull out my uh, cell phone and try and get some light to it. Can, can I see him? <laughs> yeah, you can. I'm going to go ahead and... I won't even... It won't even cost you a survival point there, Jason, to for the phone not to have broken okay. during all of this. Uh, yes, I, I, I can see you. And you can see uh, what you were referring to in your head as younger Carl there, but it's it's older Carl's voice coming out of the, yeah, out of Wait, the body. Wait, what? You also see, just beyond Carl, you see a hospital gown figure on the ground. Uh, wow. My response would probably be behind you as I point, like, trying to get Carl's direction pointed towards oh behind me or behind carl behind carl okay yeah i would point and be like is that and just kind of leave the carl question won't actually hanging. turn around and he'll just say i know what's there <laughs> i'm too much of a badass to turn <laughs> my own dead body <laughs> this is uh an interesting turn of events but <laughs> i think for now we've We've accomplished something, and we don't see any or feel any sign of this other entity right on top of us anymore. Is that correct? Right. Uh, you actually feel uh, that that she may have just ex- she expended a lot of energy to get um, your body up here and to do the things that she just did. She may have just she may just have 
dissipated. She may no longer exist. I'm I'm not sure if she'll be able to come back or not, but she seems to be gone for now. It was it was too much, too much for her to bear. Jason still in disbelief, waving his phone in the direction to see better. Uh, just asks out of the blue, "Are we safe for now?" I don't think we're safe as long as we're on this island. You can say that again. I don't think we're safe as long as we're on this island. <laughs> I'll drink to that. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> wow. <sighs> and I did actually, in case anybody was wondering, did find something specifically that says you cannot exceed your the five for survival points if you're just resting. However, during action... We can gain extra oh, survival points. That makes sense. Excellent. You have the light of your phone. Skeen breaks out their phone as well and turns it on, uh, turns on the flashlight option. So you have some light. What What are you guys going to do? Slowly making our way towards Carl, and I'm going to ask, um, do you know what's going on? I know some of what's going on. Should we discuss it in a more safe environment? I'm not certain where that would be. This is as good a place as any. She seemed to want to spill our blood here, and I'm curious as to why here. She brought me to this place on purpose. Yeah, you also know that uh, she wanted to go deeper. She'd considered that main room, but then you were, you were very, your other body was very spent. She wasn't certain that there would be, uh, honestly, enough blood, <laughs> or that the blood would have enough vitality mm. to do what she needed it to do, which was somehow awaken the island. Uh, the magic in the island more so that she would become stronger. If the two of you are up for it, I suggest we travel further inward. See what it is that but she was driving at. You've got your flashlights, your, no, your your phones. You have your phones. We can use that for light. And there's that moment where you see him kind of, you know, putting those words together as though it took him a moment to to have the right one, as those memories are still a little, a little off kilter at times. Matching the... Co- the different Carls. Okay, uh, I would reply to Carl, but are Gigi and Allison going to be okay? Should we be worried about them? We should be worried about them, yes. I, I think, <laughs> we can, think we can do more here. Skeen, how are you? Uh, you know, I, I can't help but think that those FBI agents are, are going to be coming up here pretty soon. And, I mean, they seem, I don't know, nice enough, but... If there's something going on here, I doubt they're going to... In other words, if we're going to find out what's going on here, I think we should go ahead and try to do it. Do you think they'd understand what's going on? And could we make sure that help got to Allison and Gigi? What kind of help do you think they need? I don't know at this point. <laughs> <laughs> they're just they're just going over to the house, right? I mean... Miss Justin, Jason is psychic. Yeah, Jason's Jason's just trying to think about them. I mean, we did have bunny people come after us. Uh, there was tentacles. Uh, there was, you know, young Carl, old Carl, which one's who. One of these things is not <laughs> like the other. Well, I mean, unless a bunch of books fall on them, I think they're probably going to be okay. Thanks, Keen. Love you, too. In that case, I will kind of ignore it for the moment, even though Jason really is thinking about what is going on with Gigi and Allison and fearing that the splitting of the party was a bad idea. Yeah, Carl is going to, uh, he, he feels that he would like to refute what Skeen just said, and he wanted to say, well, there are other entities on this island, but he checked himself, realizing that it's better if Skeen just thinks everything is fine and... <laughs> Maybe we keep Skeen calm. <laughs> if we can... Okay, Jason, for seriously, if we can find out what's going on and stop it, I'm in. Let's do it. Then onward we go. All right, so you continue further down um, this corridor, and you see some signs, actually, on the, uh, on the walls. They are relatively new-looking. You know, you can tell the printing is newer. Uh, it's just one of those font things. They're not using Comic Sans. Well, that's good. And and it says, Danger, beyond this point, um, wear protective gear. I, I imagine Skeen saying something about that. What does that mean, protective gear? 
That's now Skeen's voice. <laughs> I what love, does that yes. mean? Protective gear. Protective gear. gear. <laughs> Protective gear. Does it have any of those symbols? And a bio is that a biohazard symbol or is that the nuclear symbol? <laughs> it's a biohazard symbol. It's a biohazard symbol, Skeen. Sure, it's fine. We're going on this on the guy who just had a battle with who knows what and smoky tendrils coming out of it. As you continue on past the warning sign, uh, we go to Gigi and Allison who are rushing through the halls of uh, House Kane. You are managing to stay ahead of uh, William Kitteridge, but you also aren't managing to find a way out of uh, the manor house. You didn't think you went upstairs, but you came to some stairs going down and you found yourself on the second floor, just like what Allison had been talking about before. And you were running along trying to find the way back down, but all you can do is find stairs going up. Are you going to do anything different or are you just going to keep running? Because he's not far behind. You look back and you see a staircase that you just came up and black tendrils starting to creep over that top step like a ground fog of of inky oily blackness or you slam a door as you go through a room and you slam the next one behind you and then you hear that um the first one that you shut crash open Hmm. i initially was thinking that i wanted to just uh keep going until I saw either like a window that I know has like a fire escape or something attached to it or, you know, like a balcony with a trellis under it or something like that. But I think the house is labyrinthine enough that we might have a chance of like, I don't know, looping back or confusing him somehow or like looking like we've dodged one way, but we actually hidden in a closet and let him go by or something like that. So I kind of want to see if we can do some kind of maneuver to gain ourselves a little bit of extra time. Well, you fling open a door in the hopes of doing so, and you, it's a French door, and you um, rush through it, and you find yourself back in the library. Back the way we came. Awesome. We know the way now. Back the way we came in. As you start toward the door, you realize that Candace Kane, her still unconscious body, has something wedged underneath it. Looks like a book. Oh, God. You know what? I'll shove Allison ahead. Go. I'll I'll catch up with you and dart over to you and... and, uh, I'm not going to leave you here. No. Allison, I swear right now you are to leave. Wait for me in the car unless he comes after you, in which case leave. I swear right now. Go ahead, Sharon. uh, For GG, roll a persuade. Okay, persuade. Ah, uh, it's not super impressive. It's a uh, something that's it's math um that I know how to do. Uh, twelve. Twelve is indeed not super impressive, and so she like comes down to her knees next to you as you are um, bending down over um, Candace's body and goes, "There's no way I'm leaving you here." And then um, she grabs like two books off of the bookshelf um, next to Candace or off of the floor next to Candace, uh, where they fell when um, uh, Candace hit the wall, and she, like, holds them up and turns back toward the French doors <laughs> like weapons. <laughs> All right, I'll snatch the... the w- <laughs> She's so cute. I'll snatch the, the book that I think is the book with a capital B out from under Candace's, Candace's corpse and um, push her back to her feet and keep running. Um, no. Candace isn't uh. dead. <laughs> Well, okay, I'll snatch the book out from under her unconscious body and push Allison out the door. We're leaving. Okay. At that moment, the French doors uh, burst open, glass flying everywhere, as William Kitteridge, in his Doc Ock form, you know, propelled forward by these uh, tendrils of uh, black smoke, comes in yelling at you. You know not what you have there. No, you're correct. I I do not know what I have, and I'm, you're not going to learn. Goodbye, I'm not going to wait for I you. I know what you have. It is the book that my, my grandfather wrote when he saw God. Good for him. Goodbye. And I write. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Yeah, All right, good for him. You run. <laughs> I have to. When I say that, I have that look on my face that like people have with like the crazy man on the train is trying to talk to them. It's just like, okay, good. Back up inside of Fog Mountain, uh, you come to a slightly larger chamber than the tunnel. It is. Uh, it actually opens up a bit, and then that opens up. Jason, Skeen, and Carl into a natural cave. The natural cave has obviously been worked. It has been expanded on one side, and there is a it's a it's a round hatch with a big turny wheel in the middle of it, and it is that wheel is at about about head level. And that goes down? No, it is in the wall. It's in the wall. Yeah. It's like a bulkhead. Yeah. It's weird because it's not something that if you opened it, you could easily step over it. I mean, you would have to climb up and then go through it. The hatch itself is only three feet wide, and then the wheel uh, in the center of it is maybe a foot and a half, well, maybe a foot across. Carl's actually going to see if he can find a, a rock. And kind of bang it on the uh, the door to see if it seems like it's empty on the other side or worried about anything pressurized there. Like, is it going to fill the room full of water when he opens it up? Snarky Jason would ask, anybody home? <laughs> Honey! The sound of it is not hollow like you would expect from a tunnel or something, but it's not that kind of heavy thudding, you know, solidy kind of thud that you would expect from. Uh, if there was something what like water or a wall behind it. Actually, I'm not quite sure what it would sound like if there's water behind it. You don't get the sense there's water behind it. <laughs> okay. Uh, interestingly enough, I do. I don't know if Carl does. Yeah, it's it's hard to tell. Okay, well, Carl's going to see if I uh, can turn the uh, turny thing and open the door. Well, you're just going to open that, and I'm looking around to see if there's any other tunnels or anything other than the one we came in through there are a few holes in the wall but they don't go very deep but they look like they've been dug out and you see a couple of um like wheelbarrows uh, in the shadows that have been filled with um, the rubble from that excavation okay you hear the wheel turning it's actually not it doesn't squeal or squeak as if it were ancient uh it turns quite easily and Carl pulls it open. And at the same time as down in the house, William Kitteridge repeats, The very form of God. The door opens, and within the hole that is revealed, an eye the size of a Doberman opens and stares at Jason, Skeen, and Carl. <laughs> We'll see you next, next time. time. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. On oh, the wow. Gothic oh. Podcast. <laughs> Giant eyeballs oh, peering out of the so doorway. <laughs> the Gothic Podcast is an actual play audio drama produced by C. Patrick Nagel, starring C. Patrick Nagel, Sharon Gallery Lafournaise, Jesse Baldwin, and Richard Southard. Theme music is by Zoe Hovland, with cover artwork by Jared George Art. Season two of the Gothic Podcast uses rules from the Monster of the Week RPG by Michael Sands and the Dead of Night RPG by Steam Power Publishing. Look us up by name on all the social medias or email us at thegothicpodcast at gmail.com. Support for the Gothic Podcast comes from you, our listeners, so please rate, review, and share, and check out our Patreon page too. Thanks. <laughs>